Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, we're here in Florida where Hurricane Ian made landfall as one of the most powerful storms to hit the U.S. in American history. Roofs torn off homes, cars submerged underwater, and dangerous winds knocked down power lines as an enormous Hurricane Ian engulfs Florida. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez is in hard-hit Fort Myers. The pool area of this hotel is now part of the Gulf of Mexico. Catastrophic storm surge. Flood waters could reach as high as 18 feet. The Weather Channel's Jim Cantore battles dangerous winds in Punta Gorda. He joins us. I'm just going to come in here for a second. The latest storm track, where dangerous Hurricane Ian is heading next. Classrooms turned into bedrooms. We visit shelters and speak to families riding out the storm together. My main focus was getting him to safety. And remembering legendary CBS newsman Bill Plant who covered more than half a century of history. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from Tampa, Florida. Good evening and thank you for joining us. And as we come on the air tonight, the state of Florida is being pummeled by Hurricane Ian. The massive Category 4 storm made landfall just hours ago with winds of 150 miles per hour. Ian slammed ashore north of Fort Myers with dangerous winds and catastrophic storm surge. The storm is moving inland and dumping tremendous amounts of rain along the I-4 corridor. And to get a better understanding of just how big Ian is, this is what the storm looks like from space. The powerful hurricane covering almost the entire state of Florida. 
And the strength of the storm is astonishing. A hurricane hunter from the National Weather Service, whose job it is to fly into the eye of hurricanes, described the flight into Ian as the roughest of his career. Ian has knocked out power to more than one and a half million customers throughout the state. And we have team coverage tonight, and CBS's Manuel Bajorquez is going to start us off from hard-hit Fort Myers. Good evening, Manuel. Nora, good evening. As the impacts of Hurricane Ian have only intensified here along the southwest coast of Florida, this is as close as we can safely report on what's happening outside. There's no other way to put it. This is an assault of wind, storm surge, and rain. Looking out there, I can see the trees are already missing branches, and the water has started to enter some of the buildings along the coast. And this area has been battered now for hours. This was Fort Myers as Hurricane Ian made landfall this afternoon. What was beachfront property now underwater with fears of more catastrophic flooding to come. These are the worst conditions we have seen so far. The Gulf of Mexico coming ashore here and doing it relentlessly. There is debris in the water, but also flying through the air. With 150 mile an hour winds lashing the shore, the team hunkered down in our hotel as they worked to keep the doors closed. This was our view just 24 hours ago, now covered by water. So this is gonna be a nasty, nasty uh, day, two days. Uh, probably we think now it will be exiting the peninsula uh, sometime on Thursday. Just north, Sanibel Island was among the first to feel Ian's wrath as it came on shore, causing major flooding. Residents here were among the two and a half million people who were told to evacuate. Some chose to stay. Kyle Sweet decided to ride out the storm with his family. How high off the ground is that structure? We're 15 feet off the ground, so the bottom floor is, I believe, 12, but we're going to be safe. As Ian came on shore, it overtook homes and submerged cars. In Naples, fallen trees and downed power lines sparked fires and made roads impassable. A citywide curfew was issued for Wednesday. As the water began rising at this house, one man raced to rescue a cat trapped on an air conditioner. Look at Michael saving the kitty. First responders were inundated too. An emergency trailer breaking loose and floating down the street. Several feet of water flooded this fire station. Please, people, we encourage you all to please stay off the roads. President Biden says FEMA is ready to help as soon as the storm is over. The federal government's going to be there to help you recover. We'll be there to help you clean up and rebuild to help you get Florida get moving again. A difficult day will become a long night. We got an alert, an emergency message on our phones late this afternoon saying that water rescues would begin, but after the storm passes, but saying that some of these impacts also are expected to last through the night. Nora. All right, Manny Bajorquez, stay safe there. Thank you. We should note this storm continues to pummel the west coast of Florida, and CMES's Omar Villafranca is in Bradenton. That's just south of us here across the bay. The eyewall is, a, eyewall is approaching him there, where the situation is deteriorating. Good evening, Omar. Good evening. Hurricane Ian made landfall less than 100 miles from where we are, but you can see how powerful the storm is that far away. This is the Manatee River, and it is choppy. Water is coming over the Riverwalk. 
We're expecting a storm surge that could be anywhere from 7 to 10 feet. Part of that will be driven by some of this wind that you're seeing around me. 50 miles an hour, some of the gusts up to 80 miles an hour. Rain right now. This is actually a little bit of rain right now. We're expecting 10 to 12 inches. Speaking of water, it's a problem here in Bradenton because one of the plants is out, so the city is urging people to try to conserve water. We are starting to see some severe tree damage, but people are indoors. That's the good news. They are riding it out. Nora? Omar Villafranca, thank you very much. Ian's hurricane force winds and record storm surge is dangerous for the millions of residents across Florida's West Coast and for those covering the monster storm. Meteorologist Jim Cantori from our partners at the Weather Channel learned that firsthand covering the storm this afternoon in Punta Gorda. It just came flying by. All right, you know what? I think I'm just going to come in here for a second. Well, we're happy to report that Jim is okay, and we spoke with him earlier from Punta Gorda. Believe it or not, we are in the dirty eye of Ian right now, which is the break between the eastern eye wall that we just took and the western one that you see very, very dark behind me here. We still have that to go at the time I am filing this report. Some debris around, nothing big at least yet, but that backside could really contain some winds still gusting to 125 or more miles per hour. Uh, we've had a little chunk of this wall that's been knocked out. There may have been water uh, that's compromised some of the roof, some of the part of the building's kind of laying on the ground. And look at these palm fronds. I mean, this is like a palm tree graveyard just sitting right in front of me here uh, as those winds, again, as I mentioned, 124 miles per hour did their damage. So what is in store for Punta Gorda on the backside of this? Two things. The water from Charlotte Harbor comes this way. All right, it's gonna come this way with a westerly and northerly wind component coming in, but also a chance to get flooding in this town. We may actually see our worst storm surge on the backside of Ian as it moves to the northeast tonight. We still got a long way to go. Nora, back to you. Yeah, everybody worried about that storm surge. Thank you, Jim. Meteorologist Alex Wilson is also with our partners at the Weather Channel. She's in Orlando and tracking where Hurricane Ian is headed next. Good evening, Alex. Good evening, Nora. Yeah, already seeing the tropical storm conditions here in Orlando. Hurricane force gusts possible by mid-morning tomorrow. The storm will move off towards the north and east, tracking across Florida, weakening as it does so, but moving slowly and bringing heavy rain also tornado risks and strong winds across the peninsula. Then by the end of the week and into the weekend, actually moving into parts of the southeast, bringing the same issues. The most widespread threat, though, out of Ian moving forward, likely to be the flooding rainfall. Here across the central part of Florida, we could see well over a foot, easily exceeding, even doubling our average September rainfall. Nora, back to you. Yeah, still many more millions to be affected, Alex. Thank you. And although Tampa missed a direct hit from Hurricane Ian, this city right here is not out of the woods just yet. We are experiencing wind gusts at more than 60 miles per hour. And record rainfall and flooding will continue through the night. CBS's David Begno is here with us as well. Good evening, David.
Good evening, Nora. It's starting to rock and roll. We're not too far from you. I'm standing where there should be water. But all day we've been watching something quite phenomenal. Water pulled out of Tampa Bay and literally pushed into the Gulf of Mexico. It's known as reverse storm surge. Five to six feet of it pulled out of here. Now, at some point, it's going to come pushing back in with potentially damaging results. So we're on the northwestern side of the storm where you're seeing the reverse storm surge. And then on the southeastern side where Manny and Omar and other people are, you've got storm surge in excess of 16 feet. Bottom line, Tampa was going to take a direct hit. It's not the case anymore, but make no mistake about it. We're hunkering down for what's expected to be a, a wet and potentially wild night. Nora. David Begno hunkering down as well. Thank you, David. More than two million Floridians are under mandatory evacuation tonight. Ahead of the storm, officials had urged residents to go to higher ground. And for thousands, that meant going to a shelter. We visited two schools now housing families just before Hurricane Ian hit. Evacuating was an easy decision for Anita Glover. She's taking shelter at this high school with her son, Javen, who turned two months old today. Were you worried about him? I really was. That's why that's I really came to a shelter. That was my main focus was getting him out to safety. It would be very difficult for you with the two-month-old and no electricity. Yes, very difficult. They need electricity. got to bathe them, got to feed them. So I did the right thing coming to the shelter. I, I came yesterday. Hundreds of people are riding out the storm here. Were you scared? Yeah. Among them, this family of 15. Why did you decide to come here? Around the house, we have a lot of trees. It's low in there, so for if any flood happens, so we can be safe. The river is near there. Trees, flooding, also the electricity may go out. Yes. This is actually an elementary school, which is also serving as a shelter. We're going to go in and talk to some officials here. Juan Lopez's day job is in sales and marketing. Today, with all hands on deck, he's a shelter supervisor. What services are you providing people? We're providing all guests with space, a place for them to rest and be outside of the elements, as well as three meals a day. And we're also here just to help provide support, keep everyone calm. So people are using classrooms as bedrooms? Correct. Wow, with air mattresses or? Each guest brought their own air mattress, sleeping bags. All hands on deck here. Well, tonight as the massive storm rumbles across the Florida Peninsula, conditions are rapidly getting worse. As far away as the low-lying city of St. Augustine, that's actually on the east coast of this state, and CBS's Meg Oliver is there for us. Hi there, Meg. Hi, Nora. That's right. A mandatory evacuation went to, into effect at 6 a.m. today. Hurricane Ian is still about 200 miles away from us, but the outer bands are intensifying with wind gusts expected to reach more than 60 miles per hour. That would close bridges like that one behind me, stranding folks who decided to stay on those barrier islands. You're going to ride it out. So we that's the plan. On Anastasia Island, Brad Melvin spent the day piling sandbags and securing his home to ride out Hurricane Ian. Why did you decide to stay? So uh, I, <laughs> part of it was I had to uh, work. I also wanted to protect my house. As the monster storm pummels the West Coast, Floridians in central and northeast sections are preparing for extreme flooding and high winds to arrive in the next 24 hours. This bridge, we do anticipate closing several times because of floodwaters. St. Augustine Fire Chief Carlos Aviles. On Thursday, it will be very windy, very rainy, and there will be a significant amount of water covering most of the roadways. 
In 2017, during Hurricane Irma, almost 400 gallons of sewage leaked into the water during power failures. The city has spent millions to prevent that from happening again. Brad's wife, Jaren, and two young daughters are also getting ready. How do you feel about uh, riding out the storm? Um, a little nervous, but hopefully everything will be fine. Forecasters are predicting 15 plus inches of rain and up to five feet of storm surge through Friday. Now, if the Melvins are flooded out of their home, they say they have a boat and a kayak to try and reach higher ground. Nora. So much of Florida affected. Meg Oliver, thank you. Well, in Cuba, where Hurricane Ian made landfall as a Category 3 yesterday, officials say power is slowly being restored after the entire island lost electricity. Officials believe it's the first time that Cuba's entire electrical grid collapsed and the whole island lost power. At least two people were killed. The storm's 125-mile-per-hour winds damaged homes and many of the country's important tobacco farms that produce Cuba's famous cigars. All right, still ahead on tonight's CBS Evening News. Today's other big headlines, including the environmental disaster unleashed by the suspected Russian sabotage of natural gas pipelines. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We are continuing to monitor Hurricane Ian as more than one and a half million customers are without power tonight. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis says the storm surge from Hurricane Ian has likely peaked. A curfew has been enacted in Punta Gorda and all of Charlotte County starting at 9 p.m. tonight. But first, we've got the rest of today's news. Tonight, scientists warn a potential record amount of methane is spewing into the Baltic Sea following the suspected Russian sabotage of two natural gas pipelines between Russia and Europe. It could possibly be five times worse than the Porter Ranch California disaster in 2015. European officials are now ramping up security around pipelines. Vladimir Putin on Friday is expected to announce the annexation of four regions of Ukraine. Putin is likely to claim those occupied territories want to join Russia following what's widely being dismissed as a sham election. Police in Philadelphia today released video of the gunman wanted in a shooting outside a high school on Tuesday that killed a 14-year-old football player and left four others wounded. Police say the players were walking off the field after a scrimmage game when an SUV pulled up and as many as five gunmen fired at least 70 shots. Four got back in the SUV and drove away. All right, coming up next, Katie Couric's cancer battle and her message tonight to all women. 
Former CBS Evening News anchor Katie Couric revealed today that she is battling breast cancer. Couric, 65, says she was diagnosed in June after a mammogram that she'd put off for six months. She underwent a lumpectomy and just completed radiation treatments. Couric lost her first husband and her sister to cancer, and she is encouraging all women to get their annual mammograms. I spoke with her today, and she said she is feeling well. All right, coming up next, we remember CBS's Bill Plant, one of the longest-serving White House correspondents in history. Finally tonight, some sad news within the CBS News family. We learned this afternoon that former CBS News correspondent Bill Plant died at the age of 84. Bill Plant spent more than half a century at CBS News covering history. At age 26, he was sent to cover the war in Vietnam. The first actual ground combat troops to enter the country. Another big assignment, the Civil Rights Movement. He interviewed Martin Luther King Jr. as he marched from Selma to Montgomery. Have all the activities of the past weeks in Selma come to uh, fruition now? And then political conventions and presidents. Bill spent 35 years as our White House correspondent. Did you make a mistake in sending arms to Tehran, sir? No. And I'm not taking any more questions. Bill Plant? No, Bill's not here. That's shocking. This is the CBS Sunday Night News. Bill Plant reporting. Years in the anchor chair and traveling the world for CBS News. A hundred years ago, the Portage Glacier came all the way here. This is Bill Plant, CBS News, proving you're never too old to do something stupid. Bill loved biking, running, and wine. He also loved his family. The father of six children, he is survived by his loving wife, Robin. As a White House correspondent, I traveled the world with Bill. He always ordered the wine and he always picked up the tab. He was a great colleague and an even better friend. We will miss you, Bill. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Tampa, Florida. We will continue to track Hurricane Ian as it moves across the state. Good night and stay safe. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.